Blog Talk Radio. I'm in L.A. County, Fuck Orange County, and no offense well, to Orange County. Well, between the two of you, you've got the metro L.A. area locked up. You're, 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 like, you're, you're like, the, like the Wicked Witch of the East and the Wicked Witch of the West. Those are your dominions. Yeah. But if you unite together, you will bring down the other houses. No, it's true. It's, it's kind of, you know, gatekeeper, key master kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, we have got uh, to get these two together. <laughs> Hold that thought just for a moment, and we are definitely getting right back to you. I want to bring on the other sexy witch of the panel. In Atlanta, Georgia, the voice of violence, the sun of celluloid, and all things creepy, spooky, and Halloweeny. please welcome to the show, the voice of violence himself, Nathan Hamilton. How you doing, sir? 
welcome here on the Woo-hoo. Sexy Witches. My dirty... Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Up. It is good to be here, good to spend the Wednesday talking about spooky and geeky and all kind of fun Yeah. I really enjoyed talking and speaking to all of you. And at 9.30, our guest tonight, Mr. Actor, professional wrestler and artist, John Devlin, will call in and we're going to talk about our subject of this year's Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, folk horror, Lovecraftian, monster lore, all sorts of fun stuff. But first, I'm going to throw it out to Raven and to Aaron. And my sexy witches in the Los Angeles area because they the reason why we postponed it is because they went to something awesome last Wednesday and they really wanted to do that. So I allowed them to do that. But they've been doing all sorts of stuff. So the floor is yours for the next half hour or so. Enjoy yourselves. I'll be listening. <laughs> okay. Well, uh Man, I did two things, but we did one thing together. You want to talk about our together thing first? Sure. Let's jump into it. Um, um, uh, yeah, um, I, I guess the, the thing that I want our, our audience to know is Samuel Taylor Coleridge did a lot of opium and wrote the poem Xanadu, but it's like <laughs> nothing compared to the mountain of cocaine that the people involved with the movie Xanadu m- apparently must have done, and um, you and I went to the Frida together. Yes. Uh, so first of all, I got to say it's pretty cool that this was our first time hanging out in person and not as just yeah. disembodied voices. So that was pretty Deep cool. Space. Yeah, and, you know, we both have loved the Frida individually, so it's kind of cool that we got to go there together. This particular no event was a fundraiser that where um, 20% of the ticket sales went to Olivia Newton-John's uh, nonprofit, and um, yeah. it was sold out. Uh, there were people from... In strollers, and there were people with walkers, everyone in between. <laughs> and even the people that seemed to be dragged by their partners who had no idea what they were about to embark upon, <laughs> they were all having a great time. It was The energy was really awesome. And even though I had just watched Xanadu the week prior, it is an entirely different movie on the big screen. Um, and oh, it is no doubt. Acid induced and. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, uh, mountains of coke. Mountains right, of right. cocaine. Daily. That must have just been their daily life. Um, Had to have been. It's so many things that shouldn't go together, and I'm still not sure if they do, but they somehow work. Gene Kelly is stuck in 1945. And the 80s is just shoving this round 80s peg into a 1940s square. (laughs) And and in in the case of one musical number, literally as Fee Waybill and the tubes meld into a (laughs) conglomeration of 40s-ness-ness-ness, including uh, Apache... Dancers, for some reason, was that that a 40s thing? I don't know. 
But um, there's uh, sailors, there's zoot suitors, there's, of course, big band. And somehow they all come together to do a musical number, like you do. And I'm pretty sure, and like, in that moment, roller skates everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, in that moment, I think they invented electro swing and just didn't know it yet. Yes. The case could absolutely be made. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the audience, like you were saying, um, how many 40-year-old movies do you go to where uh, people coming on stream get applause from the audience? That was wonderful. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. And also, people were applauding after every song like it was a live production. Right. I've never heard some people singing along. I I heard some of y'all. Yeah, it was right. very cute and very sweet. I waited for the credits. Know, I... I was polite. <laughs> um, <laughs> a few of us actually unapologetically love Xanadu. I won't go into it anymore. It's a personal affliction, <laughs> but I absolutely adore that movie. Anyway. You know, a lot of people have guilty pleasures, and I'm not guilty about Xanadu at all. Like, I'm proud of it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Even the weird ass, as we were discussing, Don Bluth animated sequel sequence in there. Yeah. You know, I, it comes out of nowhere. Who cares? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, of course. Sometimes, of course, they become animated now, like you do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks beautiful, and I know it hasn't been restored or anything. If they restored that, like that would be the epitome of like the personification of acid but it's, yeah. it's still gorgeous and watching Don Bluth's animation in the theater is amazing and it just reminded me of how many different ways there are to see things you already love and I really want to make an effort to watch more movies in the theater that I've already seen before that I can see in a new way here, here. well it's a good year yeah, to yeah. do that the 1982 was one of the best years in the 80s for movies, and they're all being re-released in the theaters. Right on. Right. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you what I did on Tuesday, and then Erin, I know you have a lot more that you did. Um, yeah, I think no, mine's going to be a little shorter. Um, in celebration of Liz's birthday, uh, <laughs> a friend of mine got me tickets for my birthday uh, to the Hollywood Bowl. To go see yeah. Amadeus with the oh, LA Philharmonic yeah. yeah. live. So cool. This was my first time at the Hollywood Bowl, and nice. um, I had garden box seats. I would never be able to do oh. this on my own, so it was a really like once in a lifetime experience for me. And I went with one of my best friends from high school. Um, and it was so cool walking in and like handing your ticket to people looking at you like, are you sure you're in the right section? <laughs> and it's like, I know I'm in the right section. I'm in the rich people section. <laughs> Don't know why, but here I go. Um, and <laughs> the conductor was a lady, Sarah Hines, wearing nice. five inch heels the entire show. Um, there nice. was a lady behind the grand piano and she was the only one who didn't have sheet music she had an ipad that was pretty sweet um mm-hmm. and then there was a harpsichord and there was a bright flaming red harp on stage and uh wow. amadeus is already my favorite movie so i knew it was going to be special but some of the things that they have to figure out live how to do live was especially impressive in my favorite part was 
Salieri flipping through Mozart's portfolio. And as he's flipping through, he can hear segments of songs that Mozart wrote. But every time the page flips, the song changes. And the orchestra mm. had to do that live, but also keep up to make it look like it's going with the movie. And it's, they just did 20 songs in a row, but just in little snippets without missing a beat. It was so impressive. And if you ever have the opportunity to go to the Hollywood Bowl for anything, do it. But especially these L.A. Philharmonic ones, they have a little bit different rules. So you can bring in your own picnic basket for the L.A. Philharmonic ones. You can bring in beer. You can bring in wine and sandwiches. There's like 20 restaurants there. So it's not like there's not food. But if you don't want to take out a second mortgage to eat their barbecue there, bring your own sandwich, bring your own wine, and just like And wine, yeah. Yeah, dude. It was was magical. It was a the weather was perfect. It was just sunset oh, when the movie started. Um, and, yeah, it was definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life. So go to the Hollywood Bowl if and you can. And also Amadeus Rules. Right on. Yeah, Hollywood Bowl is absolutely got to be in the top three magical settings in Los Angeles. Uh, yes. I, I'm actually kind of hard-pressed to think of better. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right on. Well, I did a couple things. Um, oh, we should also mention we do have an upcoming thing that you and I are doing uh, in, in real life in, in Meet Space. Uh, we're doing the Sinspiria. Yeah. Oh, we are um, going. Gonna... <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I thought you were talking yeah. about Ghostbusters. We're doing that, too, at Hollywood yeah. forever. We got all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters Goblin. in an actual cemetery, yo. It's going to be awesome. And <laughs> again, win. you know, picnic dinner. There's lots of food trucks around, but picnic dinner and bring in your own wine and uh, what have you, and it's a blast. It's, yeah. well, the, it's the cemetery where all the famous people are buried. Exactly. Them, Hollywood yeah. forever. So yeah. um, the newest. The newest celebrity there, I think, is Chris Cornell. He's buried by uh, Joey Ramone. Aww. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame yeah, that that's there, but it's it's nice that we can honor them and you know stop and say hi. I mm-hmm. I always stop at Mel Blank as we head in. Um, yeah, I, I've always needed to bring a, a little uh, figure of one of his uh, many, many, many voices to put on right. his uh, headstone. One of these days, yeah. I have to do that. Maybe I'll do that for Ghostbusters. Um, that would be two, Right? I, I think it's got to be done. Um, I did a couple things uh, of, of note. Um, I went and saw uh, Scripps Gone Wild, which is uh, a bunch of celebs doing a reading of a script on stage live. But uh, the wrinkle is, A, they're doing it for charity. Uh, The one I went to was for a a nationwide MS charity. And the uh, wrinkle number two is every time they flub a line or make a mistake, they kind of take a drink of wine or whiskey or whatever they're drinking. (laughs) And at the beginning, the audience chooses two words that you know are going to be repeated a lot that they have to drink after. And we were such sadistic bastards knowing that the script was creep show 
that evening that we made the two words meteor and cake. And uh, we, we trashed that, that poor cast, but it was so much fucking fun. Uh, Jonah Ray of uh, MST3K fame was hilarious. Uh, my favorite bit that he did of the night was he, he randomly was playing the, uh, the desk cop. Uh, the, the, you remember the, the last segment with the cockroaches? Um, I think it's E.G. Marshall, who's the racist jackass, calls the police. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jonah Ray was just silly funny. Kirk Thatcher um, who was awesome, as Natalie is saying right next to me. Um, Kirk Thatcher, uh, famously the uh, the punk on the bus during uh, the Star Trek one with whales who won't turn down his radio. And most recently um, directed the haunted mansion Muppets special. That was so good last year. He was hilarious. Nice. But um, at the risk of sounding like some snob from Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Barbara Crampton, I'm telling you right now, until you've heard her scream in person, you haven't heard Barbara Crampton scream. Um, Oh, wow. I, I know that makes me sound like a snob, but I swear on a stack of Fangoria magazines, it is the gospel <laughs> truth, which she was very kind, and she signed my one uh, that, that I had with her on the cover. Um, but seriously, she was hilarious. She was really into it, and her screams are good. I, I, I personally knew a, a, a young lady who was a uh, – a pinch hitter screamer, and she was not allowed to say the actors uh, that she had screamed for con- uh, contractually. She dis- uh, signed a non-disclosure agreement. She couldn't say. But um, Barbara Crampton does her own screams, and she's really, really good at it. And it was just hilarious and fun. And then uh, the other thing that I did uh, – oh, and before I forget, um, if you are going to be at Fantastic Fest um, – which is September 29 through 29 in Austin. Uh, Scripps Gone Wild is doing Back to the Future. They haven't uh, said who the cast is going to script reading, but if I were there, I would make time to go because it's hella fun. And then um, the other thing of note that I did was uh, Midsummer Scream, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, at least on the West Coast, the biggest horror-themed convention, and uh, it was hella fun, uh, again, held in Long Beach. Uh, the last one we did was kind of still playing with the COVID thing. This one seemed kind of more balls out. Everyone, for the most part, wearing masks, but um, the last time, the Hall of Shadows wasn't much to write home about. This year, it was banging everyone went balls out uh the hall of shadows is about uh 10 or so vendors uh who put on various mazes and uh events in their communities and they were just so good you know fog machines going 24 7 uh, <laughs> and um just uh there were some that were so inventive i i hardly want to give you deets on it in case you get a chance to go through some of these mazes. I don't want to ruin anything, but um, there are quite a few of them 
that uh, Natalie and uh, Lynn and Neil, who uh, we went with, mm -hmm. uh, we collected cards, and we're going to make sure we go to the full experience uh, when they're up and running this month, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, September. We're still in August, one more day. But, yeah, next month in October, uh, there's going to be so much going on in SoCal, I'm happy to say. Um, the other thing, of course, was all the great guests. I got to meet Christine McConnell in person, who I just adore. Uh, she uh, did a panel on Saturday. Unfortunately, her voice went out, and she didn't do Sunday. But she was such a doll in person. And uh, the little uh, panel that she did was not quite as in-depth as the one two or three years ago that was really focused on the production of the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, which is still one of the best things you can do in the uh, spooky Halloween season. I, I can't recommend enough. It's still on Netflix, thank God. But um, she talked a little bit more about what she's doing now and about her new house and what she's doing to it. And she's so cool. And then um, a lot of time <laughs> was spent on the dealer floor. I got an amazing uh, haunted uh, tiki set. That's just gorgeous. The envy of my, my tiki collecting pals. Bob Gurr, the, uh, the Disney legend and Imagineer, uh, creator of uh, the Doom Buggy used in the Haunted Mansion, was there signing and taking pictures with people. Um, I got like to meet... Uh, royalty. Seriously, yeah. very much like royalty. Um, yeah. I got to meet the uh, the lady who was the face of Pazuzu in uh, The Exorcist, and she <laughs> signed a Funko Pop to me that said, you and your dreams, and, you know... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. She, she signed it, Sleep Well. And it's just all kinds of that. Um, the one thing I would say, if you're looking to go next year, and you should look to go next year, is seriously consider dropping some coin on the gold bat, the, uh, the upper-level VIP pass, because lines to get in and lines for the Hall of Shadows are, are stiff. Um, yeah. lots and lots of people. When they say this is the biggest uh, horror convention, yeah, at, at least as far as uh, uh, people attending, for sure, as far as exhibitors and panels, um, pretty well attended, too. Um, uh, let's see, Greg Nicotero was there signing and did a panel. Um, Kirk Hammett from Metallica was there. He moderated the original Monster Kids panel, which was Sarah Karloff, uh, daughter Boris Karloff, Lynn Lugosi, uh, the granddaughter of Bella, and Ron Chaney, who is the grandson of Lon Chaney Jr. and the great-grandson of Lon Chaney Sr. Um, and uh, they all are still pretty much in the business <laughs> as far as promoting their uh, the famous fathers and grandfathers work and they had some great beautiful stuff at their booths and then there were a, a lot of horror composers there uh john Mas masari who did killer clowns from outer space and um the ray bradbury theater was there in signing christopher young 
Hellraiser, Pet Cemetery, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, uh, he's also did the work for the upcoming Cabinet of Curiosities uh, for Guillermo del Toro that's coming to Netflix. Um, uh, Harry Manfredini, who did Friday mm-hmm. the 13th and uh, some of the mm-hmm. sequels, Swamp Thing, Wishmaster, there and Signing, um, and a lot more people there and signing. Um, uh, almost all of the new Munsters, minus Rob and Sherry Moon, were there signing. And, and it's it's just great to see. And as we've mentioned here time and time again, ain't no fan crowd like a fan crowd of horror people. They are just some of the nicest folk. Absolutely. Yeah. Dragon Con is starting here this weekend, so everyone is gravitating there. I wonder if the I've always wanted to compare the two crowds, but I don't have the fundage this year. Um, so next year, next year we're gonna go to Dragon Con. But uh, but uh, that sounds awesome. Like all the stuff that you guys are doing, I knew that I was following you on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're, everything is kind of cool. Um, so when is the actual, can you say it again, that when you guys go to see Suspiria in the graveyard? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Suspiria is coming up, uh, September 17th. And, uh, again, that's for Ghostbusters, uh, Cinespia, which is spelled C-I-N-E-S-P-I-A at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, lay out a blanket or get one of those really low, low chairs and bring a picnic basket or, you know, use one of the the fabulous food trucks. And uh, I'm I'm hunting high and low for a bag of Stay Puft Marshmallows. Wish me luck (laughs) on that one. And then, you know, um, a couple, two, three bottles of wine and uh, maybe a little uh, after-dinner drink thing, and we, we should have a hell of a good time. Well, we'll definitely have to, since it is a sexy witch movie. Um, the next show after that you guys do that will be the 21st, which is actually Madness Rule Post. So you'll have to start it with a recap of, of your right Oh, and um, I will have uh, gone to the D23 Expo, uh, in between now and then, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Oogie oh, Boogie cool. event at uh, Disneyland. Cute. There's so much going on. Anyway, so so much awesome. going on. It's crazy. So much going on. Oh, and one other um, thing I should I should mention: put on your calendar um, for Thursday the eighth. Uh, Star Trek Day will be streaming so much. Stuff. I, I I'm not even going going to go into it all, but go to StarTrek.com, and you'll see a list of the day's events, and that's going to be hella fun. That's all online this year. Uh, Star Trek Day, Thursday, September eighth. That well, you know what else is September eighth? Disney Plus Day. Oh yeah. So they're competing. So. Thor, Love, and Thunder comes out on the 8th. They're dropping a whole bunch of new stuff and releasing stuff from the vaults on that day. So I wouldn't be surprised if a whole bunch of other streaming people jump on 
September 8th as their day. <laughs> Start giving wow. us a bunch you're of right. stuff. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Okay. No we will. Um, also, I wanted to point out while we've got a couple minutes, um, Saturday is called has been declared National Cinema Day. And what's yeah. happening is 3,000 screens in the U.S. Giving away three dollar tickets to any movie, any screening, any time. So no reason on Saturday not to go see a movie because it'll be three bucks and you can go to that day. can go to the seven o'clock show. It doesn't matter. It's three dollars and it's not been that cheap since about forty years. So uh, uh, and it's my yeah. birthday. And it's your birthday. Well, that's a fantastic birthday. Oh, go see a cheap movie. Happy birthday. Thanks. I I usually go to a movie on my birthday, but this year Nathan took me to Crowbar at a uh, metal band from New Orleans. It's been around a minute. So that was my first time nice. to Athens, Georgia. Um, so uh, it was actually a lot of fun, and that was a really good thing to do on my birthday. So that was fun. Yeah. But um, I'm itching to go see a movie, though. I haven't had to see one in a while. And, but I have been watching movies. Nathan's been watching movies. Uh, related to you know kind of madness research, so and we're also killing killing some films that won't quite fit in the madness, killing them ahead of time, you know things like that. So we've been you actually went and saw one at the you saw one at the plasma not very long ago actually. Oh, I, did. I was there for that I, one as well. What did we go see? Was, uh, oh, bodies, 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 bodies. Yeah, we went to see actually yep. a, a new film. Uh, yeah, bodies, 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 which. Is a little bit of an annoying romp, but it actually like ages well, and it it actually is pretty fun. So I would say give give it a try. A two four is on fire this year. So this and, that movie. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it reminded me a little bit, and you're I'll explain why because it's not gonna sound like it at first of Saint Maud, because the whole movie I was like, okay, this this bad, and from the ending hit it elevated the movie like, extremely. So, kind of in the same way, the ending of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies really makes that movie. So, okay. All right. I'm going to see. Right on time, our guest is called in, and I'm going to bring them on. Uh, they are located in Georgia and in the south area of Georgia, not in Atlanta. Um, they, but they are an indie film actor. They do art. Uh, they've been a professional wrestler. They're pretty much a utility infielder for anything you need or want from them. And they're also <laughs> one of the most indestructible people I've ever met in person. Uh, <laughs> uh, we actually met through Richard Tanner, who's been on the show a couple of times um, a year and a half ago. And um, that was when we uh, we saw um, uh, the Grind Point Station Film Festival, Richard Tanner's movie was playing there. Won the grand prize, too. So I met him there. Uh, mm. he's, what, he's on tonight to talk about folk horror with us because, you know, we're getting ready for the madness. So we're going to talk about folk horror, his career, uh, Lovecraft, all sorts of fun stuff. So please welcome to the show, Mr. John Devlin. Welcome. You're on Sexy Witches. Woo-hoo. Hey, thanks for having me on. Glad to be back. Oh. Oh, I hey, hey. it's been a while. We had you on right after uh, uh, yeah. a year and a half ago. Uh, now, Devlin, I'm going to ask you to hold just for a moment because we need to 
jump over to Nathan because I wanted you on for this segment because I think it'll matter to you too. Uh, yep. Spirit Small. Um, he had something he wanted. Um, you see, we had we've been on hiatus for a while. Um, we missed a lot of major milestones in geekery, including the passing of Michelle Nichols, which is kind of a big deal. But honestly, there's not yeah. much more I can, we can talk about Michelle Nichols because everybody said it. It was absolutely incredible, like the response that she got and her passing. Uh, but Nathan wanted to bring up someone who also passed, who was also a legend of Hollywood. And it's one you might not expect. And so I'm going to throw it to him, and he's going to do a toast to this gentleman and tell you real quick about him. And then we'll continue on with the interview, all right? All right. Well, right. before That's I do anything, before, before I do anything else, fuck off, stick boy. But, <laughs> but anyway, had to. Um, there's a guy who passed away. It was about a week and a half ago now, and I'm, everyone knows my twin loves are movies and professional wrestling. And this guy had a fucking unbelievable career in both. A guy by the name of Gene LaBelle, and man is an absolute legend. Had an amazing career. He started it out by becoming a multiple-time national and world champion. And then on the set of Hornet, met Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee taught him striking. He taught Bruce Lee grappling, and then they trained with uh, Chuck Norris, and they trained Roddy Piper and Ronda Rousey, everybody else you can think of. Um, In 1985, he actually wrote a book called Professional Wrestling Holds, so he literally wrote the book on it. And people still bust out new moves out of that. And uh, Brian Danielson, who has a good, you know, good argument for being the best in the world right now, on Dynamite every Wednesday when you hear him call his finishing hold the LaBelle lock, that's why. But mm-hmm. he was also an actor and a stuntman, which uh, is where the uh, movie sign comes in. And this dude had an incredible – okay, let me look at his IMDb right here. Stunts, he has 252 credits. As wow. an actor, he has 156. His first wow. credit was – here's how long he went. His first credit was Ozzy and Harriet, and last one was 24. Oh, which my gosh. Is a, Crazy. A long career. And in between, I'm going to read you a short selection of the movies and TV shows he was in. The Munsters, Hell Up in Harlem, Cleopatra Jones – Kolchak the Night Stalker, Little House on the Prairie, Airplane, Beastmaster, White Dog, Army of Darkness, Friday the 13th, Five, Laverne and Shirley, FBI, Robocop, Lost Boy, It's Hard to Kill, Sandlot, The Gambler, Blackula, The Stand, Golden Child, uh, Alligator 2, Transfer Suit, Dark Man, Tracy, Total Recall. Like, this dude's career was. He was in, let's say, three Elvis movies. Four Planet of the Apes movies, all six Blood Fist movies, and he's the guy that um, Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is based on. And he's also the man who, on the the start to kill, when Steven Seagal was telling all of the uh, stuntmen that he, as a master of Aikido, could not be choked out, Gene LaBelle choked him out and he shit himself, and there is video proof (laughs) of it. So. Uh, Gene LaBelle was the fucking man when he, like, he did all kinds of incredible shit in his career, and he doesn't often get the credit and the plaudits he is due. So I'm doing a memorial shot right now to Gene LaBelle. Here, here, here. 
Um, quick question, Nathan. Jay LaBelle mm-hmm. was the inspiration for Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that's oh, okay. Actually, I didn't know that one. Um, spoiler alert for a film that's been out for a while. Um, it, it is the, I would say so. So in some ways he does get an homage because Quentin Tarantino set it up that what happened if Charlie Manson went to this guy's house instead of Roman Polanski's? Well, it wouldn't have ended the same way. <laughs> no, so, it would not have. Right. That's, uh, and, yeah. and so, you know, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that movie, but the ending is solid. Uh, so here's here. So, yeah. so and Devlin, you're also made of, of Teflon or rubber or something. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can take bumps like that guy could, but you can take some bumps, dude. Um, yeah, I take a beating. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you obviously are, you know, we talked about that you do acting and you have been a professional wrestler in the past. So, what made you decide to pick those things up in this, you know, just, you just said, oh, I'm going to go and wrestle people. <laughs> well, well I've, uh, since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Uh, I just can't stand to just watch. I got to, I got to do the thing that I love. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was told growing up that I was too small and to think about doing something else. I would never make it. So, uh, you know, I decided to be a rock star instead and I pursued that for a little bit. Didn't really work out. Uh, hard to find a death metal drummer in South Georgia. <laughs> uh, so I did, I did, I ended up pursuing the wrestling instead. And, uh, you know, things, things were changing. They, you know, the eighties were over the steroid trials. So they started going to smaller guys. So the chance of me making it anywhere went up and, uh, you know, I was more athletic and, and less big guys were, were, uh, marketed. Uh, so yeah, I did it for like, I don't know, maybe 15 years on and off, you know, I, I took breaks here and there to, you know, do a band or something like that. But, uh, and sometimes you just get burnt out from driving and, and getting beat up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you also pursued an acting career almost simultaneously. And, and uh, it's funny because you go to your um, your Facebook page, and you're always like the person that's in the foreground or the background where they pull focus, but you're there <laughs> right in front, in front. There's a picture of you in scrubs like that on your page. So, I mean, you get relatively steady work down there. Yeah, yeah, I keep busy. I mean, if I if I'm not working on somebody else's project, I end up just doing my own. So uh, yeah, I get around. And uh, of course, Amazon Hotbox, I believe, was the first one I did that kind of kickstarted it. Which you know, Nathan had a hand in that. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun time. They really just they were actually looking for wrestlers, so that's the connection there is you know how that kind of led into it. And you've also killed Nathan on camera. Yes, yes, I did. Cut yeah, he deserves it. Also, <laughs> he, he often complains about that, that you killed him. He, he, that's why he's like, fuck you, sick boy. One of these days, I'm going to buy damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I got to wear your beautiful being... face. Yes, you did. <laughs> Actually, no, me, me and you had pretty good on-screen chemistry. I'd like to do some more stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, even off-screen, it was fun. Well, yeah, that was a, that was a really fun shoot. There, the yeah, uh, the wages 
Well, and, and this is not the first time either one of you has been associated with the Wage of the Swin, which did the segment that you, in Once Upon a Nightmare that you were in, um, where this horrible thing happened to Nathan's face. Um, so, um, so talk about your association with Wages of Sin, which were a uh, their film crew down here in, in Georgia, um, and because um, this is you, you collaborate with them every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I met Wages uh, actually kind of through Nathan too, because uh, uh, I came in as an extra for Frankenthug, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan was one of the stars of that film, and Wages of Sin was uh, helping out on that one, and that's how I got to meet those guys, and found out that what they were doing in Augusta, and uh, I ended up, you know, submitting some stuff to their film festival. They do a 31 Days of Horror every October for uh, independent filmmakers to submit short films. I'm, I just finished one. I'm going to submit this year, and uh, I actually went over there and we we did the Mother News uh, segment for the uh the real boy and i've been back over there a few times working on different projects uh and you know they got they've got like a community there so even if it's not their project they're usually working on somebody else's or or they got a studio so people are using space in the studio building sets and all the kind of stuff like that that place Uh, is badass yeah it's pretty awesome it's like an old abandoned factory dude the last time we were down there when when we went to just chill and watch movies, um, I had done some stuff that night that meant that I was not in my right mind, and uh, I will not divulge whether or not anyone else on this call did. But at one point, I went downstairs <laughs> to go to the restroom, and I'm walking back upstairs. And it's like white pit. I'm past the big wall. Look over. And my own face is staring back at me. <laughs> they kept it from when you cut it off of me. And that was a oh, really freaky-ass <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah. my my uh, body double is still in a wheelchair in the studio. With, uh, they kept my clothes on it and everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we just uh, – we actually filmed a feature film there – Last the end of last year or last summer maybe, so that that should be coming out with Eric Poe directing. Uh, should be coming out pretty soon, I think. So what are you? What's currently on your ticket? Uh, well, let's see. We got in January. I had a film I was supposed to be uh, part of is a pretty major character. Uh, I was supposed to film in July, but you know, COVID still a thing, so that kind of was a speed bump for the production. So I got moved to January. So I'll be working on a feature film in January. Uh, I just finished up a short film called the missing left sock. Uh, kind of, kind of a weird thing is I, it was actually uh, a children's book I wrote in fifth grade and I decided I needed something for 31 days of horror. So I was like, oh, I'll just turn that story into a horror film. Made it like a little three minute short out of it. Uh, nice. So that was fun. And uh, I I did a erecting a monster earlier this year and uh, debuted that at FrankenCon. Uh, that was pretty fun shoot, pretty crazy script, and uh, got good reaction. I won some awards already for a couple film festivals, and I've submitted to a few. So it won't be online for probably till next year after all the festivals have wrapped up. 
Uh, and I'm thinking about doing a sequel to that, actually. I've got a pretty good idea. I've been working with uh, my buddy Johnny Danger. He was in the film, and uh, we kind of collaborated on the, the ideas. And uh, we got something in mind for a sequel, maybe two sequels. Nice. No. Uh, that, that sounds – I'm always glad that you're ever pro- prolific. So um, – <laughs> But, we're, but we brought you on not just because of what, what, what about your crew, but I wanted to give everyone uh, out there listening, and there are a few people out there, thank you very much for listening, by the way, um, that, you know, give you a crash course in what you do. Uh, but you are also a very much a film nerd like the rest of us here in Becky Wishes. And so I wanted to invite you on because of that, because we are getting ready for Halloween, and this year's theme for my Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness is uh, Monsters uh, Monsters of War, which is galore, which is going to have a heavy emphasis on folk horror, Lovecraftian mm. movies, uh, devil, uh, you know, impregnation, possession movies, inquisitions, um, anything mythos, pagan movies, and you said you were a fan of those films, so I wanted you to bring it on, come on and talk about it. So uh, the big three are in in our world are going to be uh witchfinder general uh blood of uh, blood of satan's call and the wicker man which is our mascot for the madness uh first of all i'm going to ask you if you've seen those big three and what your favorite I, one of the three is if you have one because everyone usually picks one of them yeah i uh i actually have not seen witchfinder general I've never seen what? it. Wow. Never. Okay. What? It's been on my to, to watch list for <laughs> years and years. I just never got around to it. The other two I have seen, though, and uh, I, I'm, I lean towards The Wicker Man. Uh, I love mm-hmm. Blood on Satan's Claw, but I, I feel like The Wicker Man was a better film. I, I, I would agree with you, actually. You, um, Wicker Man, it actually was kind of an inspiration when I first saw it. I was in, I was in shock for most of the movie. To be honest with you. Yeah. But um I'm a I love folk horror. I love myth I've always was a fan of mythology anyways. Uh a matter of fact, um, you know, I'm a Ray Harryhausen geek. Uh, you know, loving the Jason and the Argonauts and Clash Titans and all that stuff, which will play into the madness this year as well. Uh, but uh, but folk horror is is something I know quite a bit about, yet there's so much I don't know. Like oh, yeah. uh, you know, um, I that I have the box set that came with that documentary. I haven't opened it yet. Um, and and you I'm got a lot to watch. It. Yeah, I'm saving it for the madness. So tell me some of your favorites um, that maybe uh, people don't know as much because everyone knows the big three. Even though you've never seen Witchfinder General, you knew about it. You know who's in it. Yeah, you know yeah, I know about, about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a legendary so film. Is, yeah, so what what are some of your favorites and maybe some that people would not know to look for that might want to try to find during the madness this year? Uh, I'll tell you a really obscure one. It's actually on the full core box set, and it's the first time I ever heard of it. It's an Icelandic film called Tilbury, and it is probably the most bizarre film on the set. It, it's just <laughs> totally out there. There, there's uh, third nipples on inner thighs. They're making butter out of the milk that comes out of it, and there's Whoa. like some kind of gr- gremlin monster that's like addicted to it and like sucking on these girls' thighs to get the the milk out. 
and yeah, it's it's out there. Wow. It only runs it's an hour wow. too, but it's just pure madness for an hour. <laughs> but it's hour two. Is yeah, it's it's an hour. Okay, I have to look at runtime because an hour at sixty one minutes yeah. you get two points. So I got to figure it's out if it gets one point or two points. Huh? Okay. It's fifty six minutes runtime, oh. just for the math purposes. So it so should be one, be one point, right? It's one base point, but it's probably gonna get a triple yeah. bonus anyways. Uh, right. It's also um, it's on Shutter, but it's also on Tubi TV right now. If you need a free option and you're listening, right. Tubi is rocking with their selection right now. Shutter has a lot of folk horror. What else? What else do we want to talk about? Um, you know, I, I and other people can throw titles out. What was the, What brought you to folk horror? There must be a gateway drug in there somewhere. Ooh. Uh... What was it? I, I I jumped to say the Wicker Man, but I feel like there was something else. <laughs> I just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> uh, like I said, for me, it was you know myth, classic mythos and stuff like that. It was an easy jump to. I've always liked fairy tales as horror films, anyways. Like one of mm-hmm. my favorite is a Basque movie called the um, The Devil and the Blacksmith. And it's a Basque language yeah. movie, Ooh. and it's a straight-up yeah. book horror. Um, it is a fantastic movie. I'm probably going to give it – I was going to put it as a secret film, I'm spoiler alert for the madness, but I decided mm. not to. Um, I'm going to make a, it a special because I want a lot of people to watch this movie. But I also want to say, yeah. if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening now uh, – Absolutely do not, and I repeat, do not watch the dubbed version. I don't normally mm, not say no. that because not all horror films, it matters. If it's dubbed or not, sometimes like a Spanish or Italian film, it might make it better. Uh, but um, as Nathan would say. Uh, but in this yep. case, you, you, lose per, you lose performance if you don't use the native Basque language. And you have to ch- change it on Netflix. You have to go to Netflix and actually okay. change it to Basque language with English subtitles. Watch it that wow. way. Um, it is fantastic. Um, it is absolutely one of the best films. Of, of, like, I love Basque movies. They will come into play during this because Masks are basically, Basque is basically, they have their own language. They're basically like the Welsh of Spain. Um, they every once in a while go to war with Spain and try to succeed, and Spain goes, no, we're, we're richer, we can keep you. And they go, okay. Yeah, it happens like every 20 years or so. It's rather amusing. Sometimes Catalonia and Basque will, will fight against um, the rest of Spain. And that doesn't work. It just, it, it never works. But anyway, so they're, fe- they're feisty and so are their films. Um, so um, there, but there is a lot of folk horror coming out of the Basque region, which in addition is also from the Basque region. Uh, which is the ultimate oh, book horror yeah. because it's about it's about uh, the vil- the Vilomina, uh gigantic Vilomina in the middle of it. Uh, and there's sexy wishes all through that movie. Um, have you ever seen that, uh, John? Any Basque movies? What? Have you like? Uh, I saw the got- Devil and the Blacksmith. Yeah, how, did you like that? That was awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. I can't recommend that film enough. Uh, so. Uh, but any of the films from I, if you haven't seen Witching and Bitching, absolutely. Oh yeah, I watch saw that it. one too. That was the uh, Alex Daly Iglesias. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. He did and, Day of the Beast, too. That was awesome. Yes, he did do Day of the Beast, which is amazing. It's one of the best Christmas movies ever. Uh, so, and, you know, and I will say that a devil is going to come into play quite a bit during the madness. But when I mean the devil, I don't mean just, you know, there will be re- regular devils, but I'm talking about biblical named demons and devils. Like, mm-hmm. you have to actually, the histor- the historical names are what gets the bonus points. So, and, oh, and right it's easy, like Lucifer, right? And, yeah. You know. So that means if you binge Lucifer, the TV show, oh, my God, we're going to make so many points. But, um, you know, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but there's also lots of others, you know, Beelzebub and Asmodeus. And, you know, that we, I actually, like, Nathan and I watched this really dry thing today on Christian demonology. So I wrote down a bunch of names. I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was good. No, it was good. It was just dry, you know. It wasn't like it was a guy with a microphone, basically, with 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 background. That was it. Now you it. also mentioned in that whole thing movies about uh, based on fairy tales, and I was yeah. wondering. I was going to throw the question to our guest if you know any good movies based on fairy tales you would recommend to everybody. Hell yeah. Devlin, I'm sure Company you can of think wolves. of at least one. Company of wolves. Company of Wolves. I yeah, definitely I'm, 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 Yeah, it's got uh, Angela Lansbury in it. It's yeah. so, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Neil Jordan. And I'm got, I've got a rare information. Oh, the transformation yeah, uh, in the back half of that movie is fantastic. So, yeah. Of course, uh, there's also Mother News. That's a good fairy tale movie. There it yes. is. <laughs> 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 it's really Mother Plug. Uh, uh, get at what is it? Buckshortfilms.com. Yeah, Buckshortfilms.com. I believe that's the URL. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I think it is. Yeah. Buckshort. <laughs> Richard's probably listening, going, "You're getting the plug wrong." Because I know he's, he's listening. Out there. <laughs> he's li- he, no, call he said he was going to listen tonight. I told him to call in, and he's like, I don't want to steal his thunder. And I was like, No, you can call in. Aww. You want to? You know, yeah, jump on in. Better. So jump on if you're listening. Hey, well, I know you're out there, Richard. Right now. Um, <laughs> so, and thank you for listening. We don't call uh, but, we're just going to call you. So. Okay. So, well. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. and that on your basis on four core knowledge. I'm I'm having a dilemma. Do you consider cropsy four core? Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I would I would consider it kind of borderline four core. Sure. I would call it neo four core. <laughs> you could, you could squeeze it in there. Realm. Not that I was asked. But <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, come on in. No, no. I want I want the view of the panel, not just our guest, even though our guest is pan- matters a lot. But yes, please chime in, Raven. Yeah. I know you have a okay, so I think it's I think it's Neo folk. Neo folk. That's a good description. Like, yeah. like like Candyman's Neo folk are. Right, because the Yeah. The legends often happen once technology has already existed. And with regular folklore, these are usually oral traditions passed down 
And that's where the legends come from. But now you're getting into a world where, like in Cropsey, the story might be old, but someone first heard about it in their local newspaper. And you're seeing it in print and in other kind of media. So that's what I think would qualify it as neo-folklore. Ah. All right. Yeah, we have a caller. A... Let's see who it is. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> Hello, 404 area code. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Yeah, it, it's a buckshortproductions.com <laughs> slash productions. Thank you. Clarifying <laughs> 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 that for us. <laughs> okay. What was that again? <laughs> com. Ah, that's a little idea. Right. Maybe you sell some movies. Damn right. Richard with the save. <laughs> Richard, though, you you know what you know what upsets me about Richard. I'm gonna call him out right now in front of you, John. Um, are you ready, Richard, for this? Oh, I yeah. love you, and you have excellent taste in movies. But it sometimes amazes me, not just shocks me, amazes me. Some of the films you don't have, you have not seen. Yeah. Oh, do not in my game. Uh, uh, make yeah. Nathan's head explode. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this this is also coming from someone who saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre two for the first time last week. So. Okay. You, okay. It's whoa. True. It's true. <laughs> oh my goodness! I just saw Rocky for the first time like a year ago. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy, man. Like. I've seen everything Casper Van Dien's ever done, but shit like Rocky, just like, oh, yeah, I should watch that, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, it is Casper Van Dien, and Starship Troopers is one of the best films ever made. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Amen. And he's so yeah. dreamy. But also, oh. I just feel like we're admitting Radio stuff, I've got to say. I didn't see The Godfather until, like, two years ago. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, it is kind of a. I didn't see Citizen Kane until about two years ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This is great. It's this like I don't guys. even oh, know you. Oh, this is confession time. Who knew, right? John, do you have a secret? John's a secret. Yeah, Witchfinder General. I already let that one out. Oh, that's true. You did. You did. So we all oh, have gosh. our secrets. We can make that a segment movie confession. People can call oh, in and repent you know, your sins to the episode, Instead of like telling everyone what the fuck we we watched, because we always do that, right? Every podcast. So yeah. We can talk about an episode of things we've never seen. That's really interesting. Ooh. I'm into that. That's Because we, 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 we sometimes, it's funny because, you know, Nathan and I watch a lot of films together, right? Once in a while, not very often, we hit one that neither one of us has seen, but it rarely happens. Like, but we did it's hit rare, one. It's rare, but it's awesome when it does. Yeah, we hit two <laughs> in like a week, which is, I think, our wow. record. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, so getting back to folklore, I just asked John Devlin um, about the big three and the big three in folklore, the trilogy, and I'm going to throw it to the rest of the crowd too, actually, uh, is. Uh, Witchfinder General, Wicker Man, the original from 73, and uh, Blood on Satan's Claw. And wanted to know if you've seen one or all three, and if you have seen one or all three, which one's your favorite? Finder General all the way. 
Mm. And as a, and Which just, one of those had you uh, seen first? Surprise performance in the movie. Yeah. No, but which one but, had you seen but first? Which five are just, oh, which one did I have first? Superman. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I saw that, unfortunately in an edited form, uh, on Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. But Wickerman, uh, General is definitely my favorite one because that is that is the most evil Vincent Price has ever been in a movie. And well, um, it is. Uh, <laughs> like, the way he portrays it is just, oh, it's so good. It, it might be Vincent, it, it might very well be Vincent Price's finest moment as an actor. So, which is saying a lot. I'm really missing out. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Where have you been? It is really I'll good. watch it with you, John. Really? I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I saw Witchfinder General first, and then I saw Blood on Satan's Claw, and then I saw Wicker Man, and really? Wicker Man is my favorite of the three. Um, but I also didn't really put together what was in the genre of folk horror until very recently because I've been into foreign horror for a very long time and a lot of Asian horror, um, a lot of that Mm -hmm. subgenre is Asian folk horror. And so I really love Thai horror, especially. Um, I think they do such a good job with curses and with mythology Um, that it's just only recently struck me that how many things I've seen that, actually fit in this category that I hadn't thought about before, including things like um, American Werewolf in London. There's definitely hmm. folk horror yeah, elements sure. in any werewolf film. There's that mythology. Um, uh, it just encompasses a lot more than I've ever really considered until this became the theme this year. Like the British countryside is going to play a large part of the madness. I mean, a lot of movies take place in the British countryside. <laughs> Not just in England. <laughs> yeah, that's no, the name of the movie. And, in England. and I think that's in the box set too, right? Um, and then, of yeah. course, oh, Rawhead Rex starts with somebody yes. being disturbing mm-hmm. a, a grave. Uh, Lair of the White Worm. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I love that. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, the, there's a new movie. Was it the Boys of uh, What was it? The Boys of Dogtown? Is that the name of it? Um, no, that's not right. That's the, the same movie. No, no. The there's a movie. The there, there's a movie uh, in uh, what was it? I can look it up. Give me a moment. Uh, it's um, in England, and it's a vampire movie, and it's actually kind of fun. And it takes place, oh. of course, they disturb the rock town. And, uh, the boys of Sutton County. That's what it's called. I can't remember. Yeah, the boys of something. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> oh my God, boys from but County yeah, Hell. Boys from that's County it. Hell. That's the name of the movie. Yeah, and then, uh, but, you know, vampire and the lore plays uh, such an important part. But like, it also, uh, like in uh, Let the Right One In, um, the just uh, Scandinavianness of the storyline. 
<laughs> intertwined with vampire lore. It's just a whole new, it's rewriting history in a really cool way. And I love seeing one kind of monster juxtaposed on a, like a lifestyle or society that we may not normally see every day. It's, it's neat. It's all Frankensteining patchwork story uh, stories that come from this oral tradition of sitting around the campfire. What's more horror movie than that? Uh, I, there's po- I, I would hope, I think there's a poetry to folk horror, and and yes. some people don't quite will quite fill their cup. Like it's not for everyone. I won't say it is, but you know it is. Like like mm-hmm. I, I and here, okay, here's the I know already some people's answers to this, but Midsummer is a good example. Either you love it or you don't love it. Like there's no I've not ever met anybody that's come across a movie like Midsummer and go, Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> they either really, really hate it or they really, really love it. Um, I'll be honest with you. Unapologetically, I fucking love it. People are like adamant about being in the middle of the road about something, you know. Oh, I thought it was. Well, I mean, normal. some people were like, you know, they appreciate it, but they don't necessarily, uh, you know, love love it or love oh, or hate I've, it. I've, you know, I have seen I have seen people that I describe as like aggressively. So I was just hoping that, that doesn't happen. Uh, uh, cut out do you, a little. Do you guys think that? Uh, do you guys think that like folk horror would be as popular now? Like we got a whole box set full of all these obscure folk horror films, but do you think that would happen without like The Witch and Midsummer coming out? Um, I don't think it would. Um, I think that they were surprise hits or uh, was part of it. Um, I was already planning to do folk horror before that box set came out, but once the box set dropped, I was like, I have to do it because all the films are available. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to make sure people could, because, you know, the the thing, even though the, the horror movie, it's, I, I frame it as a contest, it's really, this just this plot device. It's really about the language of movies and discussing films. And uh, I want people to watch the movies. <laughs> you know, yeah. that seems, that's the yeah. point of, 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 of this. And, uh, you know, I, I've used the madness to train myself and to teach myself about movies. Uh, I didn't know shit about slasher movies until I did a madness. And that was actually the first year I had to bring in an outside judge because I didn't know the movies well enough. Um, so I deep dove into slasher movies that year. Um, I, we watched all, uh, 72 original video nasties in a madness. Um, you know, we, we, we've, uh, we, you know, so this year it, I wanted to do something. And last year was kind of an action picture movie year was kind of a very different year. Uh, so I wanted to change it and flip it on it on its uh, head and do something a little different. So I thought folk horror, and it's timely. I, I just happened to blow up, right? So I, I I love Midsummer. I laughed through that movie, though. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Seriously, I thought the movie was hysterical from beginning to end. But I also feel that way about The Wicker Man. I think that movie is hysterical. It's really funny. Uh, I think people miss how dark and funny it is, but the humor is very dark, but it's still funny. At least I see it as a funny movie. 
Does anybody have a Remind me not to take any drinks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It just reminded me of my mom was telling me of the first time she saw a Clockwork Orange in the theater, and she had taken acid, and she was the only one laughing, and she felt so paranoid she had to leave, and wasn't <laughs> able to watch it until later. And I kind of feel like maybe you and my mom should go to the movies together, but she passed away. But I'll summon her on Halloween. It's okay. That's okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, this summer. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say, Midsummer um, hit me a very different way than I think it would most people because I had just left a relationship exactly like the one they had shown. I did not get to end it the way she did, and I wish I could have. Um, wow. So there's some regrets there on my part. But especially the making you feel bad because he forgot your birthday, like that actually happened to me. Exactly. And um, so that wasn't hilarious to me. But the ending, I certainly was smiling a lot bigger than Florence Pugh was. Well, I don't consider Midsummer funny. I would say The Wicker Man's funny. But I laughed through the Midsummer. I thought, well, I thought it was funny because I was reading it on a different level. Uh, than other people. Right. I could I, I was just like, Oh my god, this kid is fucked. This kid is fucked. Oh my god, yes, this kid is fucked. Oh now they're all fucked. You know, I'm just like going, Oh my God, you know, what did they right. get themselves and, into? And it And we're and all it, watching it, and and interpreting with our own lenses from whatever's going on in our life right then too. One of the reasons I think folk horror is mm-hmm. doing so well is because of our pandemic. This, oh, absolutely. Um, this remnant, like, deja vu of plague days. Uh, it's very, like, we talk about former pandemics a lot now and all that. And I think the timing uh, of everything all together makes sense. But it really just depends on what place you're coming from when you watch any as to how you interpret it. I've seen movies I've hated and rewatched them and, and loved them and thought maybe I just had a really shit day that day. Or someone died that day. (laughs) It really varies from person to person, and that's great. Well, and tropes, book horror tropes bleed into other subgenres. Like, a good example, I think, and you guys, and John, I I don't know, I'm a huge fan of Werner Herzog, um, and his version of Nosferatu is one of my favorites. And one of the reasons why it's one of my favorites is because it hits tropes that we don't always talk about in horror films and pestilence. Pestilence was an issue, a big one, and a lot of older stuff mm-hmm. is about not getting diseases and dying, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, and that movie covers, instead of, I mean, yeah, Klaus Kinski, okay, yes, he's still sexy through the makeup, we can talk about that another time, <laughs> but it's not about that part of the story, it's, uh, he, Hort Frog focuses on the madness and the disease that a right. vampire brings to a town, and 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 yeah. so they're having madness balls in the middle of 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 you know like plague balls in the middle of town, and people are going crazy and just letting loose like in a purge movie, uh you know they're just you know it, it, it it's really fascinating like you see it oh you can see it everywhere and that's what I I really love how influential core is to other genres. I mean, it is the original ghost story by the campfire. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's some of our favorite tropes? 
like that. Like like the one on the boys from County Hell, disturbing the rock Karen. Stop doing that. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes. Taking a token, taking a souvenir from an ancient place. That's sad. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Never read out of the book. Ever. Read out of the book. Don't go to fertility festivals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and especially don't read out of the book if it's made out of leather. Like, just don't do it. What you assume is cow leather? Like, are you even sure that's animal hide? Be careful. Just stop. Just don't read. It's fine. (laughs) I also recommend not rotatory. Fields in England, because that seems to get people in trouble a lot. Also, no matter what, there's really nothing you need to dig for. No, just don't, it's not don't worth dig it. anything yourself. <laughs> um, you're going to unleash something, and it's not that important. Every time someone's in a movie and they need to dig in their backyard or whatever in their in their 50 acre estate in England. It's always not a very good reason. Oh, I need to get rid of this blackberry bush that hasn't spread anywhere. Here I go, and now look. And now but look here, what but, you've done. But here's, here's the folk horror truck bleeding into modern horror. What movie did Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper direct that opens with a grave or a piece of ground being disturbed where there used to be dead Poker people? Guys. Poker exactly. Guys. So, I mean... So there you are watching Poltergeist, boom, you got yourself folk horror trope, and that's a bonus point. Uh, so, for me, the big yeah. one, the big one for me is stay off the moors, stay on I the goddamn the path. Do not go <laughs> to the small little village where all the villagers are smiling weirdly. Keep going to where you're going. <laughs> right, and pay attention like, uh, to what telling you. Go ahead. I, I like how the paranoia of the times like causes people to like, falsely accuse others and then they torture them yes. to death. Oh, mm-hmm. that was and good. Then That's for nothing. <laughs> correct, correct. And uh, I, you know, Shirley Jackson type things, right? Like the lottery. Yep. You know. Uh, <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, if you're going somewhere. And you stop into the little bar and say where you're going, and all the lows look at you funny. Don't fucking go there. <laughs> right. That's a good rule. But then, but then I'd never have Dracula because he would never go to the castle. He's got to go to the castle. <laughs> it worked out good for the monsters in that made-for-TV movie. That's true. That's, that's true. The exception that proves the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, other tropes. I've always like, uh, man, but the real, the real one though is like, uh, you know, the, never mind. I can't think of anything. You guys come up with something. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm, off, my, I'm off my game for a moment. Aw. Well, you know, if there's a tune that your grandfather used to sing to you when you were little, keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> you hear it, you're summoning something, just stop. And uh, oh. if you're having an 18th birthday or, you know, you're, you're coming into menstruation for the first time or whatever, maybe don't go out that night. Maybe, you know, stay in. You could. Well, I mean, you got to right. come 
about some human sacrifice and some infernal impregnation. Well, nice, I'm back. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the devil impregnating women, uh, or sure. a devil, but the devil in particular. Like, it's not just about the movie itself. It's about the 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 people are doing the ritual to make it happen to some innocent virgin right. or or, or mm-hmm. women. Like House of the Devil comes to mind. I don't even yeah. really like that that's movie, a good but that's a good Ty example. West. Yeah, so some people love it. Why? Um, I haven't really loved the hate relationship with Ty West, but it's not as vile anger that it, like uh, Nathan has for Ty West. I am hostile towards his movie Sacrament, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> I didn't like that so one Cults are a thing, though. Uh, cults are gonna, yeah. you know, they're gonna come up uh, quite a bit. Whether I give them a bonus or not, cults are gonna be in almost all our movies. Uh, uh, I guess is, that's another trope where the protagonist is being told by everyone around them that they must be paranoid and you must be imagining things, only to have those people be in the cult and against you from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Heck, that's even going to come up in a couple comedies like Hot Fuzz. You know, uh, that's going to be, you the know, greater I totally good. About Hot Fuzz. the greater good. The greater <laughs> right. good. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like some overlap between like folk horror, like with the cult aspect and like Lovecraftian stories, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell, talk some Lovecraft with us. Yeah, I mean, like Lovecraft, a lot of the stories, like, you know, with with Dagon, they, like the town would like worship and be mutated into these uh-huh. sea creatures by the you know the the god of the sea, uh, and there's, there's like all these deities that you know are extra dimensional, you know beyond our comprehension that seem to brainwash these people. Uh, but that that feels like a full core aspect to me. There's also yeah. the movie. Uh, Dunwich Horror with Dean Stockwell. That's yep, just straight up folk horror. Uh, really yeah. weird, trippy 60s cult kind of movie. But <laughs> yeah. loosely, it's, it's better than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Lovecraft is going to play a huge part of the madness this year, and I'm giving Elder Gods the automatic triple. Yay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Get to revisit all the Hellboys. <laughs> yeah, you, are you gonna watch uh, From Beyond? Oh yeah. Because I, I really love that story. It's not so much folk horror, but it's a uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Did Definitely. we lose Liz? And we may have. Where'd our mm-hmm. headhunters go? Well then, yes, that's it. <laughs> We're <laughs> out. Sorry. They got her. Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Right after she talks about elder gods, she suddenly yep. disappears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Away. Yeah. Well, I was going to say before that I have a real love-hate relationship with folk horror because. Uh, it really gets under my skin more than any other kind of horror. I, I just, it really creeps me out 
all the villagers mm-hmm. slowly turning towards the one person. I, you know, I'm scared to death of st- stupid people in my, in real life, and uh, I think that's probably the closest uh, cinematic illusion, you know, a- analog, I should say, analogy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the horror is actually other people and not so much the monsters. Yeah, yes. very much. Ooh, I never even realized it. When I was a little kid, I, I had three things that, that you know, creeped me out and uh, got me interested in horror at the same time. You know, really f- freaked me out uh, as a little kid, but also started making me think seriously about horror. And one of them was this book of horror movies and there was a skill from the wicker man where um our our protagonist cop wakes up and sees the glory hand next to him the human hand that's been turned into a candle and that just really freaked me out as a kid i was scared of irrational things i could watch Alfred Hitchcock, or I could watch Nightmare on Elm Street, but I had a really hard time with people in mascot outfits, so if we go to McDonald's and they'd have, like, Grimace there in one of his in the outfits in the 80s, I couldn't yeah. go inside. <laughs> Grimace is terrifying. Nothing, nothing can kill the Grimace. Okay. If Kevin Smith taught us nothing, it's <laughs> nothing can kill the Grimace. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of if you just did Lovecraft, like you could do just Lovecraft the whole madness and not run out of stuff to watch. There's so much, but even just doing some research for the madness, I was looking on IMDb with you know different keywords and seeing what was coming out, and there's just Tons of Lovecraft still coming out every month. People are just cranking yeah. it. There's a new, not even like, there's a new one Lovecraft on Shutter right now. But... A new one on Shutter right now called Glorious. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, awesome. Oh, she's back. Welcome back. Yay. Yeah, yes, yeah, thank you. Technical. Yeah, Glori- somebody described Glorious as. Somebody described Glorious as Kevin Smith directing a Lovecraft film in a glory hole. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. Okay. That's All awesome. Right. I've been talking to Rebecca McKendry trying to get her on the show to talk about it because she directed that movie, and it's so exciting yeah. to know that she did it. Oh, she so, did great. Yeah, she did. So, and J.K. Simmons is so good. He doesn't even have to be in the movie to be awesome. Nice. Exactly. Such a soothing voice. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, Speaking earlier about Barbara Crampton, how about From Beyond? Oh, man. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yep. Yeah. From Beyond is so good. Let's see. Yeah, like, the, the thing about cosmic horror I like is, like, we don't we don't know about what's out there. So, like, that's totally in the realm of possibility. We don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Not, not only that we don't know, but if we did you try to understand it, it would drive us insane. That's yeah. how far out of our understanding it is. 
They try, though. People try to do cosmic horror. It, it doesn't always work, though. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, Benson and Moorhead pulled it off really well with uh, Resolution and The Endless. The Endless is good. The Endless is yeah. really good. I, 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 I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I actually liked Resolution better. It was a smaller film. And uh, but I don't know. I thought the dynamics between the character were worked better. Uh, but they were both really good, and I like how they tied them together. And there's and, there's some true there's some culty movie, uh, moments in that movie. There's some truly yep. terrifying things in that movie. Yeah. So. And the the weird thing about Resolution is uh, it it ends up being like a found footage movie. Hmm. In a way. Interesting. By the way, um, I am on my cell phone now, so if I sound weird, I apologize. But I've been locked out of my own account, so I had to yeah, call into the show through the guest line. So um, crazy. But yeah, uh, I have. We have done a special before because, of course, Nick Cage is you know crazy and does weird things. But he did. Um, did I don't know if he talked about it when I couldn't get on, but a Colorado space. Yeah, Colorado yeah. Space and Mandy. I fucking loved both of those. Yeah, Richard yeah, Stanley did Colorado that, Space. And great. So, uh, I, I could Mandy, see Mandy anytime. Uh, you, you could say let's let's put it Mandy in right now, and I'd be down. I love that film. <laughs> That movie is one of those kitchen sink movies. I mean, it even, even has Cenobites in it. Yeah, a very Hellraiser-like. Yeah. Kind of reminds <laughs> me of, like, some, some, some Baskin sprinkled in there. Baskin is Baskin. so good. Yeah. Baskin fucked up, man. I mean, seriously. Um, it took me three tries to get through Baskin, but once it got to hell, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it like kind of takes you on a slow journey there, but it's like shit hits the fan as soon as it, as you get there. Yeah, I, I I was having issues with the characters. I didn't like any of them, so I didn't know if I wanted to follow them on a road trip. But mm-hmm. but once they get there, the movie is so fucking good, and the makeup in that movie is amazing as well. Uh, so I would say. That's definitely going to be a hellscape movie. There's a lot of hell. So if Hokor is popular, Devil is popular. I would say Temptation in general movies are, are popular right now. I want, to, so, I want to encourage everyone to think outside the box. I want everyone to think outside the box on folk horror. Like th- think of things that you wouldn't normally think of. Like one I just thought of that totally counts but wouldn't go in the box set or anything. Q, the winged serpent. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Yeah, there's stuff you can bring into that realm that you wouldn't initially think about. That's another confession I got. I haven't seen that. (gasps) Dude. I love that movie. Fun. We need to have a marathon. (laughs) Yeah. If you got Shutter, Jobot had it on the the drive-in. Okay, yeah, I actually had it on my list to watch. Mm -hmm. I just haven't got to it yet. Might be a good good year to bust that shit out. If you haven't seen yep. the stuff, I also recommend watching that one too. 
Oh yeah, yeah. the stuff was awesome. Okay, good because I I the stuff is I love that movie so. I even um, own some of the stuff. <laughs> get the stuff. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's change gears for a moment. Um, and if you don't mind, John, it's you're at an hour, believe it or not. So thank you for Whoa. being on. You can you can stay on a little bit longer. We're gonna change gears for a moment before we go off air. Um, or you can go. It's up to you. Um, what we're going to do is I wanted to, before we leave for the night, do a quick fall preview of things we're looking forward or what we're going to do for the Halloween season because it's spooky season starting right now and there's a bunch of movies dropping and TV shows we should talk about really fast because we don't know when the next show is going to be. So do you want to go in? Uh, I'm going to bail, guys. Okay. I didn't realize how so, late it got. <laughs> Okay, before you bail, thank you. You were awesome. Um, Before you bail, give the contact uh, plugs your stuff again and and tell them where they can find you. Uh, Yeah, of course. uh, You can find me on Instagram under Devlin Valak, Devlin underscore Valak, and uh, Facebook as John Devlin Actor. I've got an acting page there. And also Devlin's Domain uh, is on Facebook and YouTube. So some of my short films, monologues, Movie reviews and stuff like that's on Devlin's domain. You can check out on YouTube, and uh, hopefully uh, have some place online to put erecting a monster sometime next year, so you can still see the uh, Killer Boner movie. And, nice. uh, and, 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 and the sequel. Quick, before you go, tell them about your art, and if you're on Facebook, you can see that. The, the oh yeah, so I, I've dove into the world of artificial intelligence and AI art. And uh, I've gotten pretty decent at it. I make a lot of horror weird stuff. And uh, I'm actually, uh, Richard, if he's still on the line, uh, me and him are collaborating on a sequel to Frankenthug as a comic book. Woo! So using AI, using AI art, he's going to be writing the script. And oh, wow. let me make sure I get this right. It's the first uh, comic book based uh, that's a sequel to a trauma-owned film, if I got that right. Oh. And huh. I've actually got uh, – I just did uh, characters as designs for Little Dave, uh, Nathan. I saw. Richard showed okay. me, and it looked pretty dope, man. I did. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm working on that. It's in the early stages, but I got a cover and, and some character designs and stuff like that. So it's it's going to be a, a deep endeavor. Uh, hopefully it works out well. So far, so good. Uh, but, yeah, you can uh, – I might actually start a page for that, uh, Dagan AI. I've been tagging all of them under that so you can you can follow the hashtag and see see the art there well thank you for sharing your art with us and it's been fun watching you get better and better with the program so Mm -hmm. and uh so and i appreciate you for coming on the show um and uh we will definitely anytime we know you're going to make an appearance we'll make sure we plug your stuff always so thank you Appreciate you having me on. I'm going to ask you to hang up yourself because I'm in this weird limbo. So no problem. Have a good one. Have a good evening. Have a good and night. we'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye, John. Good night. And John goes away. We miss him. Miss John. <laughs> we have to soldier on in his memory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Elephant or... Should I say in this case, 
dragons in the room. Um, yes. Game, of, Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragons dropped and is on their yeah. second episode, right? But And it surprisingly had even more viewers than the uh, initial one, which broke all the records for most viewers for a new show. And um, it also got an immediate renewal for season four. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> like, it's got renewed up through season four. That's kind of impressive. Uh, so, uh, the real thing is I'm having mixed bag. I really, like, I've heard the whole birthright, you know, child, mom, wife. Like, all of that is politics that I've seen in other stuff. But the characters are really well done, and the costumes are really well done. So I'm appreciating the new House of Dragons. But that's really not the dragon show I'm looking forward to. Next week, a lot of things drop. A lot of things oh, drop. Boy. And two in particular are really uh, striking me. One is the Lord of the Rings prequel drops on Amazon. Rick and Morty comes back next week. <laughs> yep. Rick and Morty yep. is September 4th. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is September 2nd. Yeah, so that's coming around the corner. There's also a couple other big things coming out next on Labor Day weekend, right? Uh, well, let's see. I have a list of things coming out or about to come out um, since we last talked. Uh, Prey, which had its premiere at Comic-Con, hit and uh, almost universal praise for Prey. Um, there's um, a, a fun thing that I believe it's the first film to have uh, a complete uh, Cherokee voice cast. Uh, apparently they didn't record the film initially with uh, an all Cherokee voice actors, Comanche. but they went back and dubbed. Comanche. Comanche, thank you. I'm so sorry. Comanche. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Solar Opposites dropped July 13. Uh, Rings of Power, House of Dragons we talked about. Lower Decks had its first episode uh, this past August 25th. Um, Archer, Season 13 had its first episode on the 24th, so that's up and running. I just watched last night. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Uh, That was the episode that they showed at Comic-Con, and uh, I enjoyed it. I especially liked the idea of Archer saying that he's now going to be the uh, Archer who doesn't respect the rules at the end of the episode. Like, what did we have before? So, yeah, this, this could potentially be a very good season. Um, the first two episodes of She-Hulk dropped, and, uh, and there's a lot of critics saying a lot of horrible things about it, but from the first two episodes, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm enjoying what I've seen so far. Uh, the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special is up and running. That hit August 5th. I've seen it, and uh, it's not their strongest effort. Uh, it's got a couple <laughs> cute moments, but it's it's for a younger audience. And, you know, Lego movies can hit uh, all audiences. Uh, Lego movies can be entertaining for adults as well, as we've seen with the Batman Lego movie and both of the Lego uh, movies, but this ain't that. So, you know, eh, it's okay, but I'm waiting for something better. Um, We had Resident Evil 
uh, hit July 14th. I've seen the first couple episodes, and I'm enjoying it. Unfortunately, Netflix has canceled it already. A lot of people did not like it. I don't think Nathan liked it either. No, I was not. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Like I say, I've only done the first two episodes, and I like what I've seen so far, but then I'm a fan of the film series, so I don't know. Um, Harley Quinn uh, has been renewed for a fourth season. Um, Yesterday, I actually got to go to a signing with some of the writers uh, who have done a Harley Quinn from the TV series comic book. And that's a lot of fun, too. That's out right now. Uh, Rick and Morty, as you mentioned, season six drops September 4. Uh, Star Wars, Bad Batch season two. Holy shit, I'm so excited for this one, September 28th. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 coming September 30th. Uh, Interview with the Vampire coming October 2nd. Um, What else? Oh, Star Trek Day, we mentioned is coming up September 8th. Uh, Look for that at StarTrek.com. Minor Threats, Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt, uh, who had done MODOK for Hulu, which I loved, um, have done their first creator-owned comic book at Dark Horse. And Minor Threats is really good, really dark, um, villain-centric, and I recommend. And then uh, finally, I have two things um, uh, in the record store department. Uh, Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones by Madonna is a whole bunch of remixes of Madonna's dance things and uh, celebrating her birthday. And it's really good if you like dance music. And then Against the Odds, Blondie just dropped, and it's got a ton of unheard stuff, previously uh, unheard stuff. And what little I've heard of it so far, I really like. Well, that's amazing. I didn't even tell you we were going to have a fall preview, and you had a list already. I, I came, you know, prepared. Not my first disco. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, who wants to go next, Raven or Nathan? Um, uh, there's a couple ahead. I'm thinking about. Uh, since we're, I, I got folk horror on the brain. Um, there's a Macedonian <laughs> folk horror movie coming out that looks really cool, and um, it's dropping on September 22nd. I think it's going to select theaters. I don't know anything about streaming yet, but um, it's, yeah, it's in the Macedonian language, and I know it's set in the 19th century, and the concept is this feral witch accidentally kills a peasant and then assumes the peasant's identity. Um, And various other people's identity throughout the film and it looks neat and atmospheric and really cool. Cool. Um, and then Is I, that... I don't know how I feel about this one, but I am probably going to watch it just out of like, I got to, like I can't lose my goth points. Uh, the Munsters <laughs> is coming out on September 27th. Um, and of course Rob there's a zombie. new, Rob Zombies monsters and then there's 
the premiere of Hellraiser 2022, yeah. Yeah. October 7th. Um, I'm I'm kind of peeing my pants about that one. I really can't wait for it. So, but I will. <laughs> Those are my <laughs> big three besides Hocus Pocus two that I'm like. Uh, and- I should probably do those. <laughs> and the uh, Macedonian film that's called You Won't oh, I'm Be sorry. Alone? <laughs> you will never know. It is called You Won't <laughs> Be Alone. Isn't okay. that on Peacock? Isn't that on Peacock? On Peacock? I believe. Yeah, You Won't Be Alone. I think it's premiere- available on Peacock. Ooh. My, uh... United States. It's possible. Maybe it has the yeah. wrong release date here. Let me see. You won't be alone. Yes, it is. If you have a, prescrip- a prescription. <laughs> a prescription. <laughs> Not the free account. So it uh, looks like they have on my tracker the Australian release date, which is the 22nd. But it actually dropped here in limited form at Sundance um, in January. But I think it just hasn't been available until pretty recently. Um, But okay, good to know. Peacock, Macedonian Folk Horror. Peacock Premium. And hey, anybody that doesn't know this, if you have Connor, you Peacock. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Take those greedy bastards for all you can get out of them. All right. Um, Nathan, I'm going to throw it to you, but I'm going to warn you, you've been a little choppy, and I think it's inconsistent, like some of you us can hear, so you might want to check your wire real quick. But I know you made a list, too, so why don't you add to the I'm having all kinds of difficulties. Hear me right. Okay. I, I'm probably the one that doesn't sound right right now because I'm on this weird phone. Oh, you, you, you mentioned good. Hellraiser October. I am super stoked about that one. Uh, yeah. so we're, also, we're also getting Paragraph 2. We're also getting just, I don't Spirit Between the Moon. I missed it. Which is Halloween the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, all right, real quick before I, I you know, crack up out again. Um, we got Mew coming up in September. We got Barbarian in September. We got Pray for the Devil coming out. Really good shit coming out. Pearl's about to come out. Really awesome, but I'm looking forward to the Toss movie. Um, Hills, I mean, there's stuff to see. That part of that part. It's like a, a crack, a crackle pop fest. <laughs> it just goes away. <laughs> you totally go away. It's really weird. Maybe I got part of it. Are you there, still, sir? Yes. Cool moves can come out. Yeah. No, you're 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 coming in and out, man. Oh my god. Boy, I'm not. What is up with the sound tonight? 
well, you're the one that mentioned Elder Gods. That's true. I guess it's so. True. I, 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 I'm sorry. I took people's things in <laughs> It is completely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nathan, try to call back. I he, For some reason, I just checked the board. He was on it twice. Maybe that was what the problem was. Oh, weird. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Aha. Let's see. Yeah. I don't Hello. know. You are on Sexy Witches. No, and he's gone again. Well, you know. Dang it. My God. All right. Um, I'll call him back on as soon as I can. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he was mentioning Halloween kills. And I don't know if I'm, like, looking, like, uber forward to it, but I think as a historical marker, we should definitely acknowledge it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. With you. Yeah, I'll watch it. There's not one I haven't watched. I don't know why Am I, I back? Like, I have Yay, room to you're judge back. it. I'm going to watch it. Well, I'm going to get points for it, so of course I'm going to watch it. I mean, right. yeah, I'll probably get points special for it. I mean, like, you know, we, we've all, I think it's almost like a horror person's obligation to watch that. Right. Mm. Exactly. I was actually surprised. Um, uh, prior to the last madness where we had uh, the Hellraisers uh, as a challenge, I was surprised how bad most of them were when I really <laughs> enjoyed the first one and pretty much enjoyed the second one, too. But then the they just got are... awful. Well, you know why, right? <laughs> no, why? There's a certain... There's a certain name that wasn't involved anymore. Oh, uh, yes, of only course. <laughs> yeah. Kind of an important one. <laughs> yeah. I'll just all the way up other things. <laughs> well, and and they're done by different studios, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so there's no there's... consistency whatsoever. So I will right. defend the third Hellraiser movie. I think the scene in the club is worth it right there, even though we do get the weird CD playing Cenobite. Right. <clears throat> it's okay. It's not as bad as like Hellraiser in space or whatever that one is. <laughs> no, I don't even want to know about that I'm looking forward to Halloween Wars this year because they'll have pumpkins again. But fucking <sighs> Zack Dragon is still on the show. Why can't, do we have to taint my cooking show with that Ghost Adventures asshole? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, if you like him, I apologize, but I can't stand that kid. Oh, my God. You know, he has a show on the Travel Channel where he is watching himself watch an episode of his own show. Ugh. Yikes. Yeah. I feel like he's already had too much airtime. <laughs> oh, my God. Like on yeah. Our show. <laughs> yeah, it. I have to accept Ghost Adventures during the holiday season and the madness because it's, it's definitely uh, genre. Yeah, a point every time he has a dick measuring contest with a ghost because then he can win the madness. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, something <laughs> I'm looking forward to that we have that nobody's mentioned yet. On AMC and Shudder, uh, uh, Eli Roth has directed another horror documentary, 
Oh, but this so time, it's, he's redoing. I don't know if you remember in the early 2000s, the 101 scariest moments in horror of all time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They just updated the list and did a new version, and that comes out this time. Right. Very cool. Well, I'm signed up for uh, two things. I'm going to Not Scary Farm with Yay. a friend from Germany. And then I'm going to Universal Hollywood Horror Nights with a whole bunch of friends. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that because they've got a bunch of new and interesting things, uh, including a maze, I guess, uh, designed or inspired by The Weeknd. So that, that could be interesting. Not everywhere. <laughs> I looked both on the Orlando and the Hollywood um, websites today to see if any of the of the scare zones or the Holly or the um, walkthroughs were were themed, right? Because uh, you always uh-huh. get big points, and there are a few. Uh, there's a Chupacabra one that's going to get points. There's one with the sexy witch in Orlando. So, um, so I know, and I know there's a scare zone with mythic creatures, I think in Hollywood, you're going to get to do that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, once again, Orlando dropping, throwing it down. Though the one that I'm most jealous that you get to walk through that I want to this season is uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh yeah. my god! I'm so scared, but I want to do it. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I don't know if I would survive that one, but I would fucking love dying. I would die happy. I really would. This, when we did the clown year, I, you know, you actually it did help my coulophobia immensely, and I can view pretty much any clown on screen now, but I still have problems with white cake face makeup whether it's a mime or a a clown like that you you get so much facial expression hidden and with these obviously they're going to be very close to mascots Mm. (laughs) but i also want to be scared that's kind of the point right yeah absolutely so um yeah i i might figure out how to go to that but i know it's it's gonna be like really sad because five-year-olds will probably be fine with it and I will be screaming. <laughs> I think the terror tram is going to be both us. Yeah, that's right. That's I don't right. know how they're going to do that, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they do that. Me too, yeah. actually. Um, I, I should also, uh, I had something to say. I'm completely blanking it now. Um, it's been a oh. long day all the time. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll come back to it. Oh, I now know what it is. Because um, <laughs> I think I don't, I think we met Nathan. I think we missed this on your list. But I believe, speaking of scary clowns, Terrifier 2 comes out in October. Yes. Oh, yeah. I yes, just saw Terrifier a poster for it. It looks bitching. <laughs> yeah, I figured, Nathan, guys- while you're not, while you're not um, sputtering, tell us about Terrifier 2. Ah, uh, Terrifier 2. That, that character of Art the Clown, I remember watching a movie called All Hallows' Eve. It was an anthology movie, and Art the Clown was the character in the wraparound. 
And that year on Son of Celluloid, I gave a special award to him as the character with the most franchise potential. And lo and behold, Terrifier was awesome and a huge hit. And we're getting another one this October. So it's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. The last one was super old school, super gory, super great. Like, that was an awesome movie. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do next. Awesome. So, hey. While you're still not choppy, let's try to get a couple more of your list in. We'll start real yellow. Okay. Um, did you hear when I mentioned Spirit Halloween, the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that one, um, The Menu comes out in November. The looks like a horror comedy that looks really good. There's one called Barbarian coming out uh, September 9th. Uh, Pray for the Devil comes out October 28th, which is a demon possession movie, which comes out right in the middle of the mad, well, right near the end of the madness. So definitely time to go check that one out. Um, and I do want to say September 9th at Containment Haunted House here in Atlanta. It's throwing the huge party, the opening, the it's the preview weekend. It's the kickoff to haunt season, the kickoff to spooky season, and the party will include professional wrestling in, like, they're putting the ring out there basically next to the line for the haunt, which is going to be cool. So I will be working that show, and everyone come out, if you're anywhere close to the Atlanta area, September 9th, to Containment Haunted House and come have some fun with us. Nice. Right on. Yay, we got <laughs> and, through your list, and, we can hear you. That was awesome. And two weeks and two weeks later I'm doing a wedding at Netherworld. So, you know. <laughs> tis, tis the season. So there's a lot to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to that with Rick and Morty this weekend. Um and the Lord of the Rings also. I mean, I'm actually kind of scared of the Lord of the Rings because that, that property means so much to me, yet I'm also like really. I mean, I'm there, right? Reviews have been good. Yeah, they have been, and someone actually, one of the reviews I read today said that Lord of the Rings made uh, the new Game of Thrones show look amateurish, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's the most money ever spent on a pilot in the history of TV. And um, I believe their total just for this show is $750 billion. It was over a, a million, I know, just for the rights. So uh, I would hope I would hope it looks better than anything on TV because it's more expensive than anything that's ever been on TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm there with Belvon, so we're definitely going to watch yeah. that. Um, so... Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll let the people go for the night. Uh, uh, is there anything before we do that that we left off the list that you're like, oh, ooh, I got to do it real quick? We're pretty darn good at this. Um, so um, the next episode, I'm not sure. I was trying to get a guess for um, the 7th of um, September, but I might not be able to get a guest, and so I don't know if I'm going to have it either the 7th or the 14th, but the 21st for sure, that's Madness Wool Post. So we're going to have a three-hour show that day, um, and we will read the whole Madness Rules live (laughs) on air. And, of course, if you want to be in the Madness, that's the best way to learn how to play, and you also, if you call in or listen, you get points automatically. And I will tell you, people, outside events will start immediately after you put your name on the list. 
So, right. um, yeah, so I'm going to, because um, a lot of things are, comps and stuff are starting a little early this year, and the, they're expecting large lines. So I understand people that are going to go a week or two before October. So I want to make sure that that, because this is about encouraging the people to do things, attend their amusement parks for their walkthroughs, and watch movies. And so yeah, I want to yeah. make sure I don't deny people either one of those things. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward. So I don't exactly know. I was trying to get a guess. I got really close on a guess, and I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, I didn't care. Uh, but, oh. but it's okay. Um, things like that happen. Um, so we, I don't know if we'll have it, but it'll be either the 7th or the 14th. Um, and uh, that will be a relatively short episode, mostly just doing some housekeeping, um, things like that, because, of course, 24th, it, the 21st is the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, uh, Monsters of Lore, and uh, which is glore. It's already here. Um, yeah. I've been working on the, I've been working on the madness pretty much since about my birthday last week. I've uh, been hounding Nathan for things. Uh, we do have the secret film list locked in, so um, but we're going to write poems for the clues this year. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, I have a bunch of the binges ready to go, but I still haven't quite locked down been those week three binge. We know half of it's going to be Children of the Corn. I don't know what the other franchise is going to be. I have some, obviously, these guys know because they're all judges this year. Um, but we won't go into too deep, but one, we already know the ones that are on the short list. It's just, I have to make some decisions. Um, but there'll be um, dark ride bonuses for outside events as usual. Um, there's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun year. Um, and even with folklore being sometimes depressing <laughs> or slow, um, but beautiful, uh, there's going to be plenty to do uh, outdoors events and stuff as well to keep your juices flowing. It's going to be a really nice, I think this is going to be an awesome October. Um, it's my first one in the South, so I have a whole world to explore down here, and I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and, um, I have a new job down here in Georgia now, so I'm definitely going to be here for a bit. Uh, so, so anyway, um, why don't we go, Raven, where can they plug your stuff? Where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Raven Looney, R-A-V-Y-N-L-O-O-N-Y. And let's see, I'm also on TikTok as Frida Krueger. And uh, I, that's, that's good Bobby? enough for now. That should get you started. Great. You and Aaron, how about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron Sama, S-A-M-A, 1313. And uh, you can find me on Facebook as Winslow Leach. And uh, if you're a fan of Phantom of the Paradise, You'll get that reference. Okay, and Mr. Nathan Hamilton, where do we reach you? You can't find me. Nice. Ever. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, you can find me September 9th at Containment. That's the best place to come find me. And uh, he does. He goes to. He's still doing promotions for TPW. We were at a show last weekend. 
Uh, we won't go into mm-hmm. details. But yes, we, we were. Um, and, uh, September 27th is going to be the next show for them, so go check out Total Psychopathic Wrestling on uh, Facebook for all the details about that show. So, Which will feature I the return know. of the Necro Butcher. That's right. The Necro, I, I've never gotten to see the Necro Butcher actually wrestle, so this will be a first for me, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you can find me mostly on the Facebooks. Elizabeth Catherine Gray is my personal profile. And I use it as a hub for all my interests, and believe me, I have a lot of them. Uh, but I also have groups, uh, the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. It's a great time to join this group because we're about to do the contest. No, you do not have to do the contest to be part of the group, but we do like active conversations. So if you're into horror uh, or science fiction, and this year high fantasy is also going to be accepted as a major, a major genre accepted, um, please join the group. And we will talk geek with you all day and night if you want. There's always someone there. Uh, uh, the Rogues and Tossies Station is my science fiction science group. It's small but significant. Um, Archivist Bets on Sesame Witches. This podcast has a page as well. Um, there are Twitter pages, but you know, I hardly ever use my Twitter accounts. But there is at the Sexy Witches on Twitter. Uh, it's also a way to find us on Facebook. Um, hopefully blog talk will get their shit together. This is the second time they've locked me out of the account in a couple of months. Uh, but we're still here. We're still plugging along. It's actually been a fantastic season. And I'm really looking forward to this year's madness. It's going to be a, a big one and a lot of films I haven't seen. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll talk more about folk horror, Lovecraft, and all that stuff in the next couple episodes. Good night, everyone. We're going to leave you tonight, though, without... Not so core because uh, with a fall preview, I decided to leave, leave you with uh, one of my favorite songs I've heard that Nathan's introduced me in a while. It's called uh, Wednesday 13, Haddonfield, which is the night he came home. Good night, everyone. We're going home now. We'll talk to you later. Blessed be good film hunting. <laughs>